Come on, celebrate him. This boy is going to do something in this life. I promise you. Oh my God, you were tired. Wow. All right. Do you, do you see the pack? That man is stylish. Look at that pack. Hallelujah. All right, Baba. Come here so we can see you. Amen. Okay. Go ahead and read. He likes this ovation. Though. Say, bring it on. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now, Hannah, she spake in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am not a woman. I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for daughter of Belilah, for out of abundance of my complaints and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast Asked of, asked of him, and she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat and did countenance, and her countenance was no more sad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You did good, man. You did good. I didn't think about this in, to, even before asking his dad if he could do this, but truth is that what you just experienced happened to me at the age of six, too. You're seven, sorry. Seven, huh? seven and three quarters of me. I'm sorry, I was talking about me. He's seven and three quarters and whatever inches. I was six. And my dad was a minister, and uh, he used to take me on seminars with him. And I would sing a song before he preaches. And look what the Lord has done. So usually I... When Bishop preaches and a kid comes up here and does something, he gives them money. Hmm? But Bishop is not here. Oh, Bishop is not there either. But guess what? These people are not there. We don't get our money. You see that pack? That one in pink? Huh? That one. We're going to go there. See, we're evil men. We don't seize opportunities, we maximize them. If you go to that papa, huh, you're gonna get your money. You see that auntie, the one closing, Auntie Delia. I know she loves you, she's always talking about you in midnight prayer. You go there, you'll collect. You see Auntie JBQ. Focus, focus, uh -huh. get your money, get your money. Uh -huh. Five dollars. See? Five dollars. That's five bucks. Uh, wait, wait. 
Wait, stop clapping. I need to see you. Uh, so after Auntie Delia, you go to Auntie Debbie. Eh? Are, you, are you following me? Uh -huh. You get your money. Hold on. Uh -huh. Back there. Uncle JBK is there too. Okay, he's there. You see him? You're going to go there and collect your money. Eh? Huh? These lights are too much. I mean, uh -huh. There's an auntie here. He's, he's waiting for you. Then after service, we'll do accounting. Huh? Go, go this way. Just go the way I told you. Don't miss anybody. Oh, PT, start clapping. Get your money. Get your money, man of God. Get your money. Anybody that feels like blessing us, just please. Yeah. Where we're from, we take a lot of offering. Uh -huh. <laughs> Somebody shout hallelujah in the south. I can't hear you, PT. I said, shout hallelujah. If you're happy that this boy is reading Bible in church, you get what I mean? You know how many kids were shot this month? God has been so merciful to us. I need you to stand on your feet and give God praise in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at God. Look at God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. See what happens when Mother Green touches me and I touch you? <laughs> he read 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 12. Where Hannah was, I'm going to go very quickly. I don't want this to be the Sunday you said you were in church too long because the bishop did not preach. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to try to behave, I promise. Um, so here, Hannah was in church, right? Praying. And he says here, as she had been doing. So she kept coming, kept coming. By the way, my topic this morning is prayer, posture, and positioning. Prayer, posture, and positioning. So Hannah kept coming to pray. Hannah was a very hurt woman. She was in severe pain. And it would have been a lot easier if the Spirit of God let me just talk about prayer. But that's not what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to give you a little bit of my Hannah story. Because I believe there's somebody sitting here and there's somebody watching at home. And this is what they need to believe God for one more day. It, it would be so much easier. Trust me, what I'm about to talk about is very uncomfortable, very painful. And I've wrestled with the spirit of shame all week. I'm just being transparent. Because that's one of the weapons of the enemy. Especially when you've been through stuff. He would rather you focus on what you went through than the God that brought you through. So I struggled very severely. Especially knowing that my children are going to be sitting there listening. Here listening. You know, when we moved here a few years back, at a point, I lost my job. At a point, things were so rough. When I say rough... They were rough, and, I'm, and I'm, even as I'm standing here, and I'm still trying to make this thing look pretty, it was ugly, because we became homeless. We became homeless. Yeah, even while we were here at PT, 
all our stuff was in our minivan. I'm talking about all my worldly goods. I didn't die. They were all there in the trunk. And we would drive. We went from place to place. Just, just from place to place, place to place. Till today, when Jadon really wants to get on his mom's nerves, he will mention one of the places we stayed. He's so traumatic, I don't even want to say it. Because whenever he says, whenever we're planning a family vacation and Jadon wants to tease her, she said, oh, we can always stay at this place. And Deborah will just start going, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. Jadon, I've told you, this is not a joke. That's how traumatic it was. <laughs> you know? And some Sundays we would drive, especially on the day I'm supposed to sing in the choir, we drove one and a half hours to make it to church from where we were staying. And as I drove, everybody slept. And all I could do was cry. And Tidilia calls it when you're wailing is silent. And no words could come out. Have you been in a situation where you try to even open your mouth and cry the cry and it's not coming out? And I'll just cry all the way to church. I'll come in, I'll sing. But while I'm singing, I'm wondering what we're going to have for lunch. But you see, from time to time, I'm sorry, I'm trying. From time to time, Auntie Delia, I don't mean to embarrass you, Auntie, but hey, you're in the story, sorry. She would, then she didn't even know our names. But she would come and she would slip a $100 check into my hands or into Deborah's hands. And uh, she had no idea this check was about to feed this family of five for the next week. See, this is not the kind of check they write you and you go and deposit in the bank. Because the bank account is so overdrawn that if that thing, the bank will just eat the money. We're back to square one. So this is not the kind of money they give you. You have to go to like a grocery store. Let them take their little fee. But at least we'll see something to live on, right? Oh, you're just going to sit here and look at me all brand new like you've never not been through anything. <laughs> eh? Wait, wait. So there's nobody here that's ever gone to the gas station and you're there praying, Lord Jesus, let this card go through. <laughs> eh? I don't even care. They, you see, say creditors call me. There's no room on my credit. Put it. You know? And, you know, I mean, like when you're in the grocery store and you're literally praying, Father, please. Let this card go through. Just so the kids can eat. I don't care. I'll deal with the overdraft later. Can I get a witness? Then you should be thanking God with me. You should open your mouth and say, Father, thank you for showing us mercy. So that's a bit of what Anna, Hannah was going through. Everybody has their own Hannah story. And if you're watching us online and you're going through it right now, it's tough. You're going through the worst. 
We pray peace. We pray provision. I'm here. I've been sent here to simply tell you, just like Hannah, keep praying. Keep coming. Just trust this God. We don't have time to go into details, but trust me, that was a very small snippet. But if God can bring me through, he will bring you through. But you know what's even more important? Is that he's preparing you for where he's taking you to. That's what it's about. And that's what we're going to talk about next. But we encourage you today. And we're telling you, please hang in there. Do not take yourself out. Tomorrow is going to be so good. So good. You will struggle to tell the story. And if you agree with me, let the church say amen. 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 So some, Hannah went through a whole lot. And I keep wondering why this was happening to her in church. In church. You know, the man of God came to her and called her a drunk. This was the prophet. Came to her and called her, this is a woman that is hurting. In pain, being mocked. And guess what the man of God did was to call her a drunk. You're drinking again this early. You know, she, if, he, if she had slapped him, she would be well within her rights. Yes, now. It may even surprise you that it's probably one of her sisters in Christ that told the minister, she's here again, and I think she's drunk. Church folk. So we're going to talk about posture. It's amazing that Corinne talked about where God is taking us to. He needs to. He wants to walk on our heart's posture. Amen? So the first thing we're going to talk about, are the slides rolling? Okay. And I sent my slides. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. So we're going to talk, the first thing we're going to talk about is, what's your heart's posture when you're misunderstood, disliked, and mocked? Let's read Colossians chapter 4 verse 5. Conduct yourself with wisdom in your interaction with outsiders. In parentheses, it says non-believers. Make the most of each opportunity, treating it as something precious. Let your speech at all times be gracious and pleasant, seasoned with salt, so that you will know how to answer each person that questions you. Here, Hannah was questioned. Do we agree? It was a question he asked her, right? But because of wisdom, she was able to stay composed. What's your heart's posture when you're mocked at work? What are you going to do? Because God is just waiting before he turns it around. It is this, God is not manufacturing any new human beings. It's the same people that oppressed you that he's going to use to promote you. Because it's this same minister that one minute, right? Was talking all this trash to her. But because she stayed composed, she kept her eyes on the prize. Her heart posture was right. She answered him calmly. And instantly he came to his senses. And turned around again and said, because of this, God will give you what you're asking for. If in your life, in your Christian work, if in your Christian work, 
you're still only being blessed by people that like you. You're only being blessed by people or helped by people that like you. My dear, the grace of God on your life is heavily underutilized. Yes, now, because if you're just surrounding yourself with your friends, nothing global is going to come out of you. You will remain local. Yeah, because you're still eating from a table you prepared. Any table God prepared is where? In the presence of who? I didn't hear you. When God prepares a table for you, it is in the presence of who? It is not everybody that walked. Look at what's happening with the January 6th committee. Everybody, almost everybody that walked with Trump is there testifying against him. They didn't even like him, but they walked with him. They brought their education. They brought their skills. They came to work every day, clocked in and worked for the success of his administration. And they didn't, you don't need them to like you. You just need them to work with you. So stop forming cliques at work and forming cliques in church so that people can like you, jumping from pillar to post, seeking human approval to, to divine instructions so that you can be accepted by everybody. You're not ready. Stop forming the cliques. It's not going to work. Because somebody that likes you today may not like you this time next year. Oh, wait till you start prospering. You really find out who, oh. Because for some people, it's okay as far as we are all at the same level. We can be friends. Let God start moving you up. You will find out who is your friend. Make a mistake and get married. See how many single friends you will lose in a year. It's the truth. Someone that likes you today may not like you this time next year. But you know two things that are going to be the same. That's your Lord and Savior. He will never leave your side. He's always going to be there. You know? And you know what else is going to be the same? It's a million dollars. So my dear, secure the bag. The likes will come. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. I was watching a documentary this week of Magic Johnson, and he was talking about how he built the empire he has today. Then in the NBA, there was a, a brother code in the locker room. You don't befriend the owners of the franchise. They're like enemies. But he thought he, he, this man could reason and understand that I'm not going to play basketball for the rest of my life. And I want to be a businessman. So I need to befriend the businessman that owns this franchise. So you know what he did? Even though everybody in the team hated him for it, he would go and he started having lunch with Dr. Boss. Every time, he would go and have lunch with him. And he just told the man, I just want to learn. I, I want to be a businessman after my career. While others were beefing, while others were hating, while others were seeing him as the enemy, this guy was wise enough to go, and that's why in his second year in the NBA, he gave him the biggest contract then in history, $25 million for 25 years. Go research it. It blew my mind. 
Because he understood this principle that God can use your enemies to bless you. That God can use the same people that spoke against you to promote you. So don't waste time. Walk with wisdom. I'm a project manager by profession. One of the most difficult, it's just man, it's pro, the job pretty much is babysitting adults. Because 80% of it is getting people to work together. Right? So the Holy Spirit gave me something that I use every time I'm facing a really difficult, you know, area function lead or whatever. I'll always go to them and say, how can I make this easier for you? And it just cripples them. I know this guy doesn't like me, though. But you just have to humble yourself. Get the job done. Tell your neighbor, secure the bag. <laughs> Tell your neighbor now, secure the bag. <laughs> the likes will come. Take that home with you. It will help you. Secondly, what's your posture? What's your heart's posture as a leader? What's your heart's posture as a leader? You know one of the most difficult people to preach to? People that have degree in theology. Because they're just going to sit there dissecting your message, saying, I wouldn't have interpreted that scripture like that. You know? Let's not even talk about worship directors and music directors. Tommy, I'm not talking about you. You know? I mean, nobody can tell you anything because you have a degree in harmonica from up and down University of Music. See, we've been talking about people coming. Bishop has been telling us, invite people. We've been inviting people to come and volunteer, right? Hello. But you know what? When they come, they're not going to come best spoke. They're not going to come tailor-made. Let me show you something. Those come, please. Can you have the jacket? Everybody uses it for their message in this church, so you should be used to it by now. Put this on. Sorry, eh? it's not your size. But... Oh, first of all, do we agree that this is a fine-looking young man? Yeah. Are we in agreement? Now, do we agree that this is a nice jacket? You better agree. Oh. <laughs> but it doesn't quite fit. Right? It looks out of place. But you know what a good leader would do? Instead of casting a dozier away, he would do what is called an alteration. Papa, can you help me, please? Come. Um, Denver, come. Does it come here? So this is not looking really right. You know, usually when you do this, you're supposed to use needles, right? But I've heard about your mom. And um, if I make a mistake and I'm using needles and you even do this, <laughs> as spiritual as that woman of God is, <laughs> this will be the end of this service. <laughs> so, um, Elder Joyce, pardon me, that's why there's a lot of us people you know, here, because I know Elder Joyce is like, COVID, COVID, space out. Papa, come. 
<laughs> She's gonna get me for this. Hold this time. Hold one up here and another one. That's good. Denver, come. Hold it, hold it. Don't choke him up. It's precious cargo. Is it looking better? Is it looking better? So when these people come in, somebody's gonna have to work. Denver is probably gonna be working on his spiritual life, teaching him the word. I'll probably be teaching him finances, how to get himself together. And Papa is here teaching him how to just be a good man how to just be respectful to women, how to just be faithful when he gets married. And all he needed was just some alteration. And you know what? Some of these alterations are gonna need several iterations. It may not take just one alteration to make them feel, fit into your rules and regulations. If somebody comes in here Thank you, Dozi. And what they can serve is one Sunday a month. Let them serve. If they can only serve two Sundays a month, let them serve. If they can only serve one Sunday in three months, let them serve. People don't want to go to work or we get beat down for not meeting up and then come to church and experience the same thing. A church is supposed to be a hospital. Pity we can't afford to be the kind of hospital people come to and they live with a nosocomial infection. Let them serve. Make room. Let them serve. Because for someone that can serve, and in that season of their life, all they can do is just serve one Sunday a month, and they're doing it faithfully with everything they can, it is, trust me, in God's sight, it's so much more valuable than someone that serves every Sunday, but with the wrong heart posture. We must make room. Tell your neighbor, make room. I can hear you, PT. Make room. Hallelujah. Let's talk about when God tells you to sit down and be quiet, <laughs> what's going to be your heart's posture? When you've been told to sit, you know some of us, eh? We're like toddlers in Christ. Have you ever tried telling a toddler to sit down in one place? I said, toddler, sit down, they can't sit. I don't know what's in their butt. <laughs> you know? We're like, physically, I'm sitting, but in my heart, I'm standing. Na, 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 boo, boo. Na, 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 boo, boo. Physically, I'm sitting. It's like, that's what we're telling God. Sit down and be quiet. We argue everything. Argue and argue and you even argue with your spouse when they've heard from God. Listen, if I listened to my wife, we would have moved to Massachusetts two years before we did. But I was being very stubborn. And she had heard from God that the brook was dry where we were. 
It was time to move, but I couldn't listen. We will argue and argue. I mean, can you imagine? Just imagine that today, eh? we're in the days of Jonah. <laughs> Wait. I'm going to use Mama Anita and Papa. I can get away with this. They are my parents. Just imagine this. Roy disappears. He's a man of God. He's working with God. God is taking him through an experience. And he disappears for three days. She can't reach him on the phone. Not his email. Everything went silent. Then here comes Papa. Just shows up after three days. Just comes in the house. <laughs> Mama Anita is just looking at her doing his cro her crochet. Looking at him like, okay. Um, mm -hmm. So, where have you been? And Papa goes, honey, <laughs> you're not going to believe the kind of journey I've been on with God. You're going to believe what I'm going through. You're not going to believe the, the experience, the encounter I've been having with God. I've been in the, in the, in the, in the belly of a fish for three days. She'll put the crochet down. <laughs> and then that her voice, there's this voice that comes, Roy? <laughs> Did you see that switch from honey to Roy? Um, what did you just say to me? You know what? Before you talk, Corinne. <laughs> here comes Corinne. He comes in, yes, mom. He said, please stand here. I'm going to ask you just one question. Do you love your father? <laughs> and Corinne goes, yes, of course I love my dad. Well, I just wanted you here as a witness that what I'm about to do, I did it in self-defense of my mental health <laughs> and my emotional health. <laughs> it will be over. We argue everything. Do you know how many arguments that will just end? If one person will just stop and say, okay, I don't have to have the final say. I'm going to be honest with you. So I tried something recently. I was having an argument with my wife. I said, today, I will match you power for power. <laughs> I'm going to talk. I will talk. And I will, anything you say today, I will, I will, I will stop. And I, I was determined to last. Women are powerful, oh. I, I still struggle with that scripture that calls them the weaker vessel. Because the, these three women in my life, <laughs> whew, there's nothing weak. Man, I lasted about five minutes. My head was hurting. I was like, my goodness, how do they do this? She was still going like nothing. I kept quiet. I said, please, if you're here and you're not married, when you marry, eh, play to your strength. Play to your strength. Eh? Walk in your ministry. I tried. No. I couldn't last. You know how many arguments would end if one person just stops? I need you to turn to your neighbor, tell him. Turn to your neighbor, tell him. You don't always have to have the final say. 
You are not Jehovah. Uh, okay, let's sing it. Who has the final say? Jehovah has the final say. Uh, ask her, did you hear your name there? What about when you have to wait? What's your heart's posture when you have to wait after praying for so long, like Hannah? When you have to wait, it's difficult. Do you know that if you look at Luke chapter 1, the angel Gabriel, right, I believe? The angel Gabriel appeared to both Mary and Zachariah. You have to watch your mouth when you God says wait. There's a message I highly recommend for everybody hearing my voice. Please go to the, I think it's either the midnight prayer or the morning prayer. There's a message by Antidilia called, you have the right to remain silent. It will save your life. Go and find it and listen to it. The same angel brought the same message to Mary. You have found favor in God's sight. You will have a child. Went to Zachariah, said the same thing. You have found favor, you have a child. Two, the two individuals had the same reaction. They both said, how can this be? Luke chapter 1. They both said, how can this be? But the angel did nothing to Mary. He told her, no problem, it's going to come to pass. But to Zachariah, do you know what the angel said to him? Because you have said this. You will not speak again. He made him dumb till this promise comes true. What's the difference? It's not fair now. Do you know the difference? Mary did not ask. Zechariah asked for a son. Mary was on her own and God chose her. She didn't ask. But he asked for it. And then with the same mouth, he doubted God. God is serious about your prayers even when you're not. And because of it, he lost his speech. Be careful what you say in your wait period. Don't use the same tongue. You're made in God's image. You have the creative mind of Christ. Don't use the same tongue you used to build to destroy. Just because you have to wait. Amen? Church, are you being blessed? Church, are you being blessed? See, you're lucky you're not in my country right now. Because just by you admitting that you're being blessed now, blessed, we would have stopped and taken an offering. And we'll just target the prophet's seed or something. <laughs> Amen? Amen. What about our hearts? posture towards newcomers and visitors when they come. You know, from now, let's make it a point of duty, PT, that every time newcomers are introduced, make sure you mark one of them that you must talk to before they leave service. Don't go to your same friends. You can talk to them during the week. Just make a, you know, make a mental note. Okay, this guy, I'm going to go talk to him after service. Okay? Can we do that? I'm going to tell you a story when we just came here. I have so many stories. 
when we just came here, when we just came to PT, and uh, one of the first people that just embraced us, there's this man called Edalion and Mama Val. Hmm? Do you know them? Do you want them to wave? Papa, can you wave? You and Mama Val. Yes. So I'm going to tell you what they did. One of the Sunday services we came to, they ended, and here comes this guy, and you know, Papa Leon's love is overwhelming. It's, he harasses you with love. Amen? He comes, hey, da, 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 da. he talks really fast. I introduced myself, introduced himself, da, 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 da. he finished. By the next Sunday, he did it again. And he goes, you know what? We're coming to your house. We're coming to your house. I said, you're coming to each house. We're coming to your house. We're coming to your house. My heart, I'm like, I don't know this man. You know? And then he finishes and he goes, goes, he just hugs me and he goes, Mwah. I was like, did this man just kiss me? <laughs> oh, he hasn't done this to anybody else. <laughs> now I really feel violated. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Next Sunday, after service, he says, okay, text me the address. We texted him the address. They came to the house. And, you know, this is a house with, Bula and Jadon weren't this big then. Um, Ruby was a baby. So the carpet wasn't in the best shape. You can imagine, if you raise children. And they came, and we ate. And just had such wonderful fellowship. They asked us questions, we answered, and they got to know us better and everything. And then Deborah goes and feeds him this goat meat pepper soup from heaven. Shonda. And that's his favorite. So Papa Leon ate this pepper soup. I went inside, I came out. He was out. First time in somebody's house. <laughs> I was like, what manner of man is this? <laughs> and like he wasn't enough. Mama Val was out. And you know what? Mama Val was, they were on the carpet, sleeping. Mama Val was like this. And then, Papa Leon, hey, Jesus, Papa Leon made himself the best pillow on earth. <laughs> he just laid down, put his head on her entire area of influence. <laughs> and you know, Mama Val is gifted. Papa just blew. <sighs> I was like, I would sleep too. <laughs> but I'm like, this man with everything he's achieved, he's triple my age. It is only the right heart posture that can make him and his wife come. They didn't care about the carpet. They didn't care about the children. Just took a nap. 
didn't even know us. God wants to work on our hearts. God wants to work on our hearts. This is serious stuff. And I promise you that's the one of the reasons why we remain that pity. He's not the bishop. He's just like you and I. We make time to do that. To welcome a new family into the church. Let us appreciate them. Now, this one I'm very passionate about. What is our heart's posture towards our elderly? Now, every Sunday we see Mother Cummings, we see um, Mother Green. Sorry we keep calling you elderly because you're really the only two people that admit that they are old in this church. Yeah? Everyone else is just acting like your joints are not bearing witness with the Spirit of God in you that you're getting old. So we're just going to keep talking about both of you. You see these hats they're wearing? Can you see their hats? They're always on point. Don't even try. You see these hats? They're beautiful, right? And when we see them, we say, oh, mama, your hat is so nice. But you know what? This hat costs money. We act like we don't know they don't have a source of income. When are you going to make room on your paycheck for them? If God were to call, this is not going to happen anytime soon. You're going to be here. Amen? You're not going anywhere. But if God was to call any of them home, do you know Hallmark doesn't have enough cards to supply the cards we will send to their house? They don't have enough flowers. You know? They don't have enough flowers. But let me ask us a question. How many people here gave Mother Green or Mother Cummings a card this past Mother's Day? Jesus. Can you stand up, please? Auntie, can you stand up? So, two people. As you can see, I'm guilty too. My hands are down. Because I did it. So I'm not here to crucify or criticize anybody. I'm just, this is a family meeting. So why are we not giving them the cards now that they're still here and they can actually read it? Tom, is it time up? <laughs> Blood of everlasting victory. No, seriously. No, don't play this thing, please. Wait. Wait. No, now. Jesus Christ. Oh, the time is what? Hey. This is not good. So, what's your heart special to yourself and your own people? My brother, you can't be a better husband to every other woman than you are to your wife. And before your life, sis, you can honor and respect every other man more than you respect your husband. 
If I ask you to name the things you love, how long is it going to take you before you name yourself? The Bible says, love your neighbor as? Yeah, you're never going to go beyond your opinion of yourself. Amen? So time is really up. Wow. Okay, I don't know if we can get to the third part of the message. But it is okay. I was going to talk about, let's go through it quickly. Tommy, stop playing this thing. <laughs> about positioning. So God is serious about positioning us for the next six months. And the rest of our lives. And he's going to do it in two ways. Through power and favor. Amen. He says, I, we're not going to read it because there's no time. But he says, I'm the one that gives you power to make wealth. Because it is the wealthy. I was wondering why didn't he say rich? It is the wealthy that gives the rich an opportunity to build wealth. Go and ask Colin Kaepernick. A talented young man played in the Super Bowl. He's rich. But all the wealthy NFL owners decided you're not going to play in this league again. God, politicians, they have the power. The wealthy billionaires lobby them with billions every day so they can make policies that will favor them. So the powerful is looking for the wealthy. The wealthy is going to the powerful. But this God loves you so much, he said, I'll give you both. I'll give you power to make wealth. Secondly, it is favor. This one I really have to read and I'm rushing. I'm so sorry. Exodus chapter 3 verse 21. And I will grant these people favor, respect, and the sight of Egyptians. Therefore, it shall be that when you go, you will not go empty-handed. But every woman shall ask her neighbor and anyone who lives in her house for articles of silver and articles of gold and clothing. And you shall put them on your sons and daughters in a way that you plundered the Egyptians with great possessions that are rightfully yours. So everything the devil is trying to talk you out of, it's actually yours. And he told them, when you collect these things from the Egyptians, it's not for you to just spend it on yourself. Put them on your children. It is not wealth till it is transferable. Uh, we were in a gathering recently, and Bio was saying how we need to start teaching our children about money, about finances, and everything. When I came to this school, nobody taught me about credit. So Discover was just giving us credit cards, and I was just swiping. I'm still fixing my credit till today. So we have to teach our children. We have to position them for wealth. Beulah and Jaden, they can open and close any of our stores. They know how to count down the register. They know how to sell. They make more money than us anytime they're in the stores. You must teach them and teach them early. Say, put them on your children. Then he talked about Moses next. In Exodus chapter 3, chapter 11, verse 3, it says, And God gave people favor in the sight of Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. So he was great in the land in, in, with Egyptians. Unbelievers, he was great with, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants. That's men that have access. The wealthy doesn't trade, they don't trade with money. They trade with access and opportunity. And he says he was great. He was exceptionally favored. Stop apologizing for being favored. You didn't favor yourself. 
Don't feel sorry because that's what makes us not share testimonies. Because we feel like, ah, oh, they're going to say, I'm always saying this, God did this, God did that. Right? And then the devil steals your testimony. And, 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 and Romans chapter 10 verse 10 says, by the, with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, but by the confessions of your mouth, you are saved. Your testimony is not sealed till you've testified. If anybody has a problem with you being blessed, they should call you and discuss it. Then you will introduce them to the blesser. But if you don't have my number, that means you don't know me well enough to have a problem with me. I didn't favor myself because left to me, my mind would have talked me out of it. I wouldn't even have favored myself, even if I was given the opportunity. When Bishop sent me the text, Amy, you're going to be preaching, you can say no. That's where my mind just went. He said, you can say no. I'm telling you the truth. I disqualified myself. I said, no, Amy, this is not upper room. This is not a midnight prayer. You're not ready for this. Your mind is always going to tell you you're not ready. But do you know what? That's why God came to himself. Tommy, can I talk to you? Do you know why God, when it was time to make you, Jesus did it himself. Do you know why? He made you. Have you guys wondered why Adam was, did not come as a baby? Adam was made and he was a full-grown man, ready for his assignment. Because God knew that at some point, Tommy, you're going to doubt your readiness. So because he exists out of time, he made you out of time in his likeness and his image. So that from time to time, he can come into time and remind you, when I made you, I made you ready. You didn't need an education to be ready. You didn't need a certificate to be ready. You didn't need a, you didn't need a certificate. You don't need experience to be ready. When I called you and I put my favor on you, nothing can turn it around. Can I talk to you, Sister B? Sabola, stand up. Let me talk to you a little bit. Do you know why God made you herself? You came to my mind yesterday when I was preparing. Do you know why God died for you himself? Do you know why Jesus came and died and then resurrected? Because he knew that his daughter at some point is going to go for a PhD. And there's a day that's going to come. She's going to feel like pulling out her hair. I'm sure there were them days you were like, what in the world am I thinking doing this? But he knew that such a day will come. So he decided to come himself. Favor you by giving you admission all the way from Nigeria to Harvard. First of all, empower you for studying. Then he knew that the day will come when you cannot believe in yourself. That is why he died and resurrected so that the word written, this same power that raised Jesus from the dead will quicken your mortal body. He knew that the day will come, you will need that power. That's why he came himself and he did it. Left to us, we won't favor ourselves. I'm looking forward to the day that any school you go to in Massachusetts and there's a graduation and there's a child from PT. That child is going to graduate valedictorian. Somebody might say, Amy, isn't that selfish? There are other churches, there are children of God. See, they can talk their own, no. I'm talking my own. Because you know what we do here at PT? Every Thursday, we're fasting and praying for our children. I don't know what they do in their church, but I'm going to tell you what we do. Every Thursday, we're praying and fasting for our children. Oh, you've not been to midnight prayer. There's a Phoebe at midnight prayer called Antidelia. This woman sat at her laptop, spent time, opened a slide deck in PowerPoint and started compiling the names of all the children in PT. And it went from one slide to two slides to three slides. I don't even know how many slides it is now. 
Because what we do, every time she puts it up, we start to call them your favored. We call them blessed. We call them intelligent. We call them mighty. We call them powerful. We call them successful. Oh, let me talk to you. Let me talk to you a little bit about the upper room. Because some of you do not come. You need to meet a man called Uncle Tade. Whenever he's praying for the children, first of all, he gets rocking. Hmm. Hmm. Then he starts humming. And when Uncle Tade starts to rock, and he starts to rock, and he starts to speak in tongues. Before you knew it, Uncle Kevin just pressed his unmute button. Ah, the fire is growing. Then there's Miss Deborah Schumacher. Then there's Miss Lavinia. These people don't even live in Massachusetts. But every day, they're praying for your children more than you pray for them. And if we start to call them blessed, we start to call them mighty, we call them successful, we call them favored, we keep pronouncing it on them. Those are seed sowing. When it's harvest time and you see a girl like Beulah, a child from PT, graduate valedictorian, and she's doing a speech and she titles it, be so good they can't ignore you. Let me tell you something. They don't have to like you, but they can't ignore you. They don't have to like you, but they're gonna work with you because you carry favor, you carry oil, you you carry everything that you need to make it. I need you to stand up with me, PT, and open your mouth now and start praying. Father, I receive favor for my marriage. I receive favor for my career. I receive your favor. I receive your favor on my children. I receive your favor on my home. I receive your favor in my business. Open your mouth, PT, and pray with me. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Say, Father, thank you for your favor. Thank you for your favor. I walk in your favor. You will use the enemies to promote me. In the name of Jesus Christ. Christ. Hallelujah. We don't have time to take the prayer points, so I want to use this opportunity and extend an invitation to anybody here or listening online and Jesus is not your Lord and Savior again. There's so much power available for you. There's so much favor available for you. So if you want to join us, if you want to let Jesus into your heart, we're all going to say this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for remembering me. I receive you into my heart. And I give you everything. Lord, I've tried. I have failed. I surrender all to you. And I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Here at PT, we do, uh, uh, we do a dismissal blessing before we leave. And I'm going to give us the blessing right now. Amen. Our blessing today is from... The book of Revelation, chapter 22, verse, verse 1, 3, and 5. And I want you to say a resounding amen to each of these blessings. You can extend your hands, please, family. Hallelujah. May the Lord show you pure, a pure river of life. I can't hear you, PT. May the Lord show you a pure river of life. May his vision for your life be clear as crystal. Proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Amid the streets and on either side, there shall be opportunities of favor and grace for you. Amen. Wealth and mercy of life for you and your family. Yeah. You, will, you, will, you, will, 
you will bear all manner of fruits and yield your fruit every month. You shall be like a tree whose leaves provide healing for the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in you. You shall serve God, and there shall be no night in you. You will have no need for candles, ah, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God will give you light. I said the Lord God will give you light. And you shall reign forever and ever. And so shall it be in the name of Jesus. Hey family, thank you so much for joining us for today's service. Special thanks to those of you who continue to generously support the work of this ministry. We are so grateful for you and it's because of you that we can be a blessing to this community. If you enjoyed the service today, please like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel so that you can get a notification whenever our services go live. We also invite you to follow us on social media at PT Cambridge in order to stay connected to this ministry. Hey, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching and God bless you.